Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call in your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is the only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way in allowing other Razorback fans to more easily find the podcast. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can do so by... Clicking the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Call and leave a voice message by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast at gmail. Well, it's good to get that mass out of the way. How's it going, Tim? Hey, doing good, Chad. Got nine days till the first Razorback football game, and uh, here we are at the second episode of the second season for this podcast so rocking and you? rolling man rocking yeah. and rolling so it might have been a little confusing when i said uh call there because i'm just so used to saying another intro but I, we're gonna have a link now and you can just click that link he can just go right there and you can record something we can we can put it in the podcast and and uh you know get the fans opinions out there and everything so feel free if you have something anybody needs to hear go ahead and click that link How's the uh, fantasy football thing going? Don't we got somewhere they can go sign up for that? Well, if uh, there's interest, we got actually full uh, this morning. The last person signed up, I guess. I know this past episode was one of our most popular one, if not the most popular one. A lot of people uh, listened to it. We're uh, told to sign up for our college football fantasy league, and we're actually full on teams right now. Oh, excellent. Well, it's good to know that, that we're going to have an excellent uh, – uh, fantasy college fantasy football year and uh so we'll be talking about that as the podcast chugs along this season i'm just super excited and, and i'm glad we got uh so many people so quickly i didn't realize it already filled up yeah i didn't either i mean it was just kind of kind of slow moving you know uh kind of uh, guys on this podcast uh that are normally guys are guest hosts and um now it's full, but if there is a super interest, uh, the draft is this Saturday, the uh, 24th, doing it during the Miami-Florida game, first first uh, Division One college football game of the year. Um, so if there's big interest, I can I can expand the league, but for now it's 14. But guys, reach out to us uh, before Saturday, and I can I can probably adjust that. So excellent. So yes, send us an email, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get you in if you want to get in or because. It, Holler at us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever you prefer. We'll see it. The league, because the, the league's a Power Five league plus Notre Dame, so you know there's sixty something, sixty something teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's plenty to go. You know, you think regular NFL fantasy, you know, the king of fantasy uh, sports in general. You know, usually twelve teams play in that or so, and you got thirty teams. Mm-hmm. Well, in this you got about sixty teams, so there's plenty. Plenty of, there's some spots to go around. There are going to be some high scoring games. We got the super flex. Would it be fun to get 24, yeah. 24 people? <laughs> I, yeah, please, guys. If y'all show some interest, I can, as long as I have an even number, 
If not, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll get it figured out one way or the other. But I'm excited. Like, sorry, Chad. I was because I was excited about it. Um, I'm excited about to talk about it each each kind of week and update the uh, the league through the season. Oh yeah, me too. And I'm I'm excited to see how I fare in uh, college fantasy sports. It's my <laughs> first foray in it, and it's it's exciting to uh, give it a go. And I tell you what, I'm just super excited to be able to do something with the fan base. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. uh, you know, that's just a great, a great time. Well, like you said, our last podcast, we had more listeners than any podcast we've ever done. And, uh, golly, thank you guys. I mean, a ton of you. And now that we got, you know, of course, uh, my bookie, uh, we got that sponsor and we're going to continue to, to use my bookie they've been great to us but uh we we also have uh some real you know some real sponsors so one way that you can support the podcast is just simply listen to it at this point because every time we get a listen you know we get a little support so um i'm really excited about that it's it's fun to uh to be on the come up there oh yeah it is i mean that just shows uh, people's excitement for this podcast you know I mentioned last time people were when you're gonna have the next one through the summer mm-hmm. um people are excited about football season as we are and it shows and um i think it'll help hopefully we'll have <laughs> got to have a better season than last year um, um and the, people will keep wanting to listen um uh, so hey so I, I, I look forward to seeing that seeing the listens continue to grow and um know you're out there. oh yeah and I would just like to say, you know, we need to address one thing because we did take a, a tongue lashing from a few fans out there after our uh, eight win prediction. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, it felt kind of good at first because Vegas came out with their predictions and had us at like six and a half. Then we had some injuries and they've, they've dropped us down to five and a half now, but, uh, you know, we wasn't that far off in our original, you know, projections in the last podcast. And, uh, but I understand what everybody's saying. I understand these fans that are like, you know, we're going to be lucky to get, you know, five wins. I could see this being a, a four win season and stuff like that, especially with them looking at the you know, previous year and everything. And, and, uh, you know, I think there's some folks that aren't quite as bought into, to the coaching staff, even as we are, which says something, you know? So anyway, I just wanted to address that and say, you know, I don't think they're, they're totally wrong. I think they definitely have a leg to stand on. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it feels like we got a week, scheduled this year and an opportunity to win some games in my mind but i understand the folks that say that's a little bit of a stretch and uh i understand why you say that yeah i do too i mean especially i think i think i can't argue with uh vegas at the five and a half wins um kind of been seeing that and it's a fair kind of a lot of people have been you know kind of five or six range um whether uh local media national media fans um i I think that's a fair number um and then we also said it's got to be six wins minimum to um be any anywhere close to satisfied with the season 
uh, with this schedule, with the four four should be gimmies on non conference. Um, getting Mississippi State at home, uh, Ole Miss is still down. We, that's I mean we should be able to compete with them, and then. You know, we're playing maybe two of the toughest ones, Alabama and LSU, on the road. Um, so it's not like we're kind of giving away home games. Um, I like Missouri and Little Rock. There's no Little Rock game scheduled next year. So, I mean, that could possibly be one of the last Little Rock games. If we're looking at bowl eligibility or if, if we, me and you are right, Chad, and we've got, we're sitting at seven wins then or so, you know, around there, mm-hmm. or even if we're sitting at five wins or six, looking for that bowl game or increasing bowl game, that Little Rock game should be, should be uh, sold out a uh, day after Thanksgiving and uh, really yeah. hopped up and have a chance to win. So it's not that far out. I mean, I, but I, I do get that I've been coming off two two win season. We've won one SEC game the last two years. So I get, I get that too. But I think last week, Chad, we were both looking at it and it's just hard to say, like we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Hard to pick six, six losses out of there, especially more than that. No, I agree. I agree. So this week, you know, we're trying to focus on the players, and um, I think we should run down the injury list, uh, run down the uh, roster, and then then talk about some of the folks who we think are going to be standouts uh, this year. So I'll make a quick run down the injury list, and and uh, I'm just going to go with injured uh, players, not players that were absent or anything like that, just just purely injured. So we got you know Dev One Whaley. Uh, on the injury list, we got the Jordan Curtis, uh, Miles Mason, Shane Klein, uh, Brito Tuitt, uh, Rakeem Boyd, um, Andre Horn, Kirby Adcock, uh, Cameron Bell, Grayson Gunter, uh, Chad Henson, Makai Smith, Hayden Henry, and Dion Edwards. And if you think, "Wow, there's that was a that was quite a bit of," you know injuries to some really important players you're right it absolutely is um we are going in to the first game with a band-aid on yeah i think um even some guys you kind of left out of there i thought um uh deon stewart was mm-hmm. uh, you know 20 wide receiver jordan jones got a foot has a foot injury trey knox has been out you know he's supposed to be a standout freshman this year and with Jordan Jones, Deion Stewart, you know, wide receiver uh, injuries right now. We need we need these freshmen to step up. Knox is supposed to be the mm-hmm. one of the top, and he's been sick all week, so we don't really know what's going on. Uh, Morse said he hopes to be back soon. Um, Colin Jackson, he's had cold or something. Yeah, just you know something that he can battle back from and not not rush him with you know still mm-hmm. a week more than a week to get back for the game. Um, you know, Colin Jackson who's had knee problems in the past. Um, He's supposed to be back, but he did bang up a knee. Um, O'Grady's kind of had a little minor injury. Mm-hmm. He scared a bunch of folks last week, tweeting out that his story. He said, you know, his story may be over quickly than, uh, yeah. than yeah, he thought. So kind of scaring people that like another like an ACL injury, and he kind of jumped the gun or <laughs> got scared or something. And mm-hmm. uh, but only supposed to be back, you know, hopefully by the first at least Ole Miss. So. But yeah, injuries are kind of mounting up. Time we can't get this time. I mean, you're already ready for the first game, but with injuries mounting up, you're like, let's just get to the dang game. Cause... Well, it seems like we're getting a lot of injuries this off season, and I heard uh, a couple of the former players that went to practice that <clears throat> I know pretty well. They said it was a lot more physical 
than uh, you know some of the Belma practices they went to and stuff. So he's got them out there banging around, and and uh, I remember whenever Nut had that philosophy of of we're not gonna hit a lot and we're gonna you know go into the season fresh. And we had a bunch of fumbles and stuff. I mean, I'm sure everybody remembers that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Coach P, of course, comes in and he, he banged them around. And we got some injuries here and there. And it's just it just is what it is. In my opinion, I'd rather be practicing harder, see a few more injuries in the off season. But sometimes it just doesn't roll your way. And uh, it seems like we're just getting a whole lot of injuries this offseason. Yeah, yeah. Uh- Luckily, well, I mean, hopefully it stays at this, and you feel bad for. Um, uh, uh, sorry, you know um, Noah Gallon, who's out with an ACL for the mm. season, and and Stewart, who's out. But everybody else seems to, it's going to be back, you know, within a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the positive about that. Yeah, and and you know it. it and, go ahead. Sorry, Chad, and I and I saw that today they just kind of they did did a scrimmage yesterday and kind of did a walkthrough today just to kind of think they're realizing you know gotta at some point we're gonna kind of keep them light. So. Oh yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. So, well let's let's run through uh, the offensive side of things and and then we can uh, you know talk a little defense later. Okay. So <clears throat> we got. Our wide receivers, Trey Knox, freshman. Uh, we got uh, Devon Warren, junior. We got uh, Michael Woods, sophomore. We got uh, Traylon Burks. Uh, we got Jordan Jones, and we got uh, Colin Jackson as our as our starting. Uh, well, not really starting, but as our receivers that we're going to be. You know, rotating through, and that—that's sure. that's who you're going to be seeing in more than more than not. Uh, do you have anybody you want to add to that? No, I think that kind of hits it, especially um, um, right now at that position. Um, I think Shamar Nash, another freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they moved uh, Dalton Hyde over there from QB. Not sure how that's going to, but really, that's kind of hit on it. That's what we can't. Um, I've been hearing some positive reports about John David White, uh, the the walk on, mm-hmm. highly kind of touted walk on. I mean, really good um, uh, receiver out of Pulaski Academy. It's supposed to be kind of one of those kind of a Drew Morgan type, mm-hmm. uh, but he's been showing up, and we might need him. But I mean, it's a young group. We lost, I mean, the senior Deion Stewart to, but mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 a it's a group of talent, but definitely young. There's a lot of tra- talented players. I think, you know, Trey Knox, you, you look for him to make some big plays and be a big player. Uh, Devion Warren, you look for him to step up this year. Uh, Michael Woods should have a phenomenal year. Um, he, he had a good year last year, and this should be another year. He should be coming out there and turning it on. Um, Traylon Burks, I'm not as privy to. Um, Jordan Jones is somebody that we should be looking at a lot. And uh, uh, I haven't heard much from uh, Colin Jackson. So, Yeah, he's just getting a lot of play. He's a Warren kind of uh, – Warren produced a lot of wide receiver. Gone to the NFL – or gone to the Razorbacks and to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, kind of back to Jerry Shrutt and those guys and Childs. Um, so, but he's supposed to be um, really talented. But they haven't played a Division One game yet. So, but but again, I, and, I mean, talent. But it's just, I think you, I think you're right though with Woods um, as a true freshman last year got thrown in there and um, really showed some flashes and um, uh, began to kind of run the offense, run better routes as the season progressed. So he he's definitely the uh, probably maybe looked at the number one receiver and Jordan Jones as a senior has got to um, hopefully he battles gets back from this foot injury and really need him to um, step up and maybe if Starkle who's got kind of a better arm and kind of a gunslinger if he's a quarterback will hopefully mm-hmm. they'll they'll connect on some long routes using Jones speed oh yeah absolutely and then uh left tackle we got Colton Jackson uh we got uh Myron Cunningham backing him up and then uh, we got Ryan Winkle. Uh, Colton Jackson's a senior, which is good. Um, we got uh, Austin Caps, another senior at left guard, uh, backed up by uh, uh, Myron Cunningham and uh, Kirby Adcock. And you can see right there where we have a depth issue and we have the same person that's backing up the left tackle and the left guard. So, you know, hopefully we don't have any situations where somebody goes down on that side of the ball. Um, then we got uh, Ty Clay is a junior uh, at center. Uh, we got uh, Salas Robinson uh, backing him up, and, and Ricky Stromberg at uh, third string there. And then we got uh, Shane Klein, who's a sophomore at right guard. Uh, then you got uh, Clay Ty Jr. backing him up, and then. Uh, Ricky Stromberg again. So again, you're seeing that depth issue um, at right tackle. You have uh, Dalton Wagner, and then uh, you got uh, Ty Clay backing him up also. And uh, you know that just goes to show we got an experienced line coming in this year, and we we got really good experience on the blind side, which is excellent. But we don't have depth. If we have a couple guys go out. That's not going to be a good situation. Yeah, that's, and that was their plan on this uh, signing class. They signed six offensive line. Um, Depth was looking better before um, Noah Gatlin went out because he had two starts. But mm-hmm. returning Ty Clary, he had 11 starts last year. Colton Jackson, eight. Um, but we also lost Froholt with 12. I mean, we started the last couple years. Uh, Johnny Gibson, a former walk-on, but he was solid. And Brian Wallace, he had 12 starts last year. Mm-hmm. But you do have uh, my, uh, two junior college guys, Myron and Cunningham, who um, probably a little bit more uh, going to contribute right off the bat more than Jaboise uh, Nawana, who's also a ju- the other junior college guy. Then mm-hmm. you also had Brady Latham, Bo Limmer, Dylan Rathke, and Ricky Stromberg, who are young guys, but uh, going to have to be. I mean, they're you know they're practicing. I know uh, Morris has done uh, separated units on uh, practicing to get. A lot of guys more reps. And that might actually contribute to going back to the injuries. More mm-hmm. a lot more reps, but also positive with that. But but they're a little bit more depth. Last year the case. depth was was absolutely uh, atrocious. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're still lacking a lot of depth, Chad. But um, it yeah. is it's sad that sad that what we're looking at. Um, I guess there's 14 scholarship kind of right now they're practicing with last year. I mean there was weeks where they had eight, you know, eight scholarship linemen. Uh, sometimes last year 10 so a little bit better but still still not where we need to be 
Yeah, it's better than it was, but we can't have anybody going out. <clears throat> we can't be throwing freshmen in. So, yeah, no, that was a big deal about um, Gatlin going out as the first entry because mm-hmm. it's just like out of any position. Uh, but oh yeah, and then we got uh, tied in. We got uh, Cheyenne O'Grady, of course. We got Hudson Henry. He, and uh, we got Chase Harrell. So, I mean, we got a really, really strong tight end group. And Hudson Henry is our number two. He's already backing up Cheyenne O'Grady and uh, beating out Chase Harrell, which is impressive for a freshman. Yeah, he was highly touted. Um, I know we kind of started off slow, but seemed to be kind of growing that position. Um, he's definitely going to be uh, not redshirting this year. Mm-hmm. But I like that. That's a strength offense going to help whoever the quarterbacks this year. Um, you know, Grady, um, Morris has got to play him. I mean, if he's, if it's a little something, I mean, you got to play him. You can't be pointing him out. He's, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He's going to have a big year going oh, yeah. NFL next year. But, um, you got to play him in every single game. We got to keep him healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a beast last year, um, in the games he did play in, but, uh, uh, Chase Harrell moved from wide receiver, kind of transformed his body. He's a senior now. Um, there's been, I mean, highlights of him catching some good balls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll contribute. Um, and then, you know, he's more of a pass-catching tight end. He got uh, Grayson Gunner, 6'6", junior. He's mm-hmm. more of kind of a blocking guy, but did have a touchdown last year. But I think that's a group that we'll see a lot of. I mean, to, with that lack of wide receiver, like you're – kind of i mean not the high numbers in wide receiver depth mm-hmm. you know we'll be seeing a lot of two tight end sets yeah i can see that and i think that would be a good move for us uh put a little bit more protection out there for the quarterbacks and so on and so forth so running back is probably my favorite position my most exciting position on the offense right now personally uh we got rakeem boyd davon whaley and, and chase hayden um so we got two juniors and a senior. And, man, I'm just excited for what these guys can do this year. I think this can be a special year for the running backs, especially having the older um, offensive linemen. They open up some holes. They should have – you know, that was the thing I was saying last year is I was worried about our offensive linemen being as young as they were and then having to go up against these, you know, SEC defenses and just not having the – the time in the weight room to be strong enough and this year we should be able to push people around so we should be able to take advantage of the running game a little bit more than we did last year yeah i think that didn't that didn't help um you know i mean ty story is one tough one tough dude um i wish he would have had a you know kind of could have finished out a season last year better in his career uh, a little bit better here but he was on the ground all the time all the time um running backs were Whaley couldn't stay healthy Boyd couldn't stay healthy mm-hmm. um some of that's just you know being running backs but a, you know a lot of that was just I mean you know as soon as the ball snapped you know you got huge mm-hmm. uh, SEC you know future NFL guys um mm-hmm. right on you and you know more than one of them at a time so hopefully with an improved offensive line some guys uh, as you're alluding to kind of can grow in another offseason um kind of give these guys some because you know you got Whaley a senior I mean he's he's ready to uh, kind of jump back to where he was as a freshman sophomore mm-hmm. um or Keen Boyd uh, maybe my favorite uh, player last year 
Um, you know, he had 700 plus yards. He can catch out of the backfield. Uh, third leading, uh, 23 third leading receiver for only playing. You know, really not not being not being healthy the whole year. Averaged six yards a carry um, and showed some speed, um, a breakaway speed as well. So. Um, and he got TJ Hammonds back. Um, he kind of had some issues where we thought he wasn't playing or he was transferring. He's not, he's back as a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got Chase Hayden, um, as a speedy five ten back as a kind of a change mm-hmm. of pace guy. So yeah, I'm excited to see if we can get Chase Hayden around the edge. You know, I think if we can get him to the edge, he can be a, he can be a force to be reckoned with, you know? So I guess that brings us to the, position that everybody wants to hear about and that is quarterback <laughs> we got uh ben hicks nick starkle and uh john stephen jones and we just got an email from the coach he said john stephen jones definitely going to be the starter this year and he's not taking him out yeah yeah we're uh, kind of surprised i know coach uh kind of Texting us in a little group message back and forth about it. I thought, you know, he's kidding, but no, he's serious. Um, so yeah, Chad is pretty serious about it when he when he when he let us know, and I was like, well, okay, let's do it. He said he's next Drew Brees, so I can't really argue with that, you know. <laughs> all right, all kidding aside, we need to move him to wide receiver, running back. He is a fast dude. Um, I think he showed us some some flashes of what he could do when mm-hmm. we put him in a couple games last year. And I would really like him see to see him in a position where he could flourish. And I'm just not sure it's the quarterback position in the SEC. Of course, I said that last year. I would really like to see him to, to, to scoot him over where where he could flourish. So when it yeah, comes... I want... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just to say, I want, you know, as a kind of a Jones kid, you know, kind of a a legacy here dad and grandpa playing and it's like you i want him to stay here so i don't want him to be like well i'm going to transfer somewhere i can play if he's not you know i'd, I'd like to see him get some playing start. time but but like as a like you're saying running back or some kind of slot back or uh if he can get if he's got uh good enough hands you know as a quarterback uh mm-hmm. you know knowing the you know been in the system knowing the routes pretty well and stuff maybe it could be like a slot receiver um but any kind of use his Use the speed, I think, would be uh, beneficial, and I'd like to see him um, get in the game and play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, what do we know about Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle, and, and who might start? Well, rumor has it, and that's really all we got right now, is that Ben Hicks knows the offense inside and out, and he can go out there and run it and command it, and he has no problems with any of it, and he doesn't seem confused or or uh, like he doesn't know what's going on at all. And, uh, you know, he might be our guy. And then you got Starkle, who uh, supposedly has an arm, is a gunslinger, can, can move the ball down the field, throwing it around. So it's like, whose coach is going to think is our best asset? And what are we trying to do? Are we trying to throw the ball around? Or are we trying to run the ball? You know? Um, so I, I guess that's going to that's gonna make a big difference in, in uh, who he starts is the offensive philosophy. 
And I really, man, I hate to say it, but I, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't feel like last year watching his games. I was like, okay, this is our offensive philosophy. This is what we do. This is who we are. You know, so it's hard for me to say, oh, okay, well, they're going to put Hicks in because we're going to run the ball more. and We're going to take advantage of short passes and, and move it down the field and try to do a real quick game. And he, he knows the offense the best. Or are we going to throw in Starkle and just try to sling it all over the field <laughs> and run a fast game? But we're throwing it everywhere. And I think that's right. your two scenarios. Is it going to be more of a Malzahn fast offense or – is it going to be more of an Oregon throw it down the field fast offense? Uh, you know, because Malzahn runs it a lot, Oregon throws it a lot. So that's that's kind of what I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, and and as with the running backs, I can see it's running quite a bit, but you got to have balance it, especially um, you know those first four games against uh, you know three of the non-conference and Ole Miss. You know, you can kind of run that um, with Hicks. You know, all all counts, you know, he's better at that short game, middle game, but once he kind of get more in the, the second level and beyond, um, not the best, not the most accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does throw the offense, and I think he can kind of speed it up and um, use that short game. And I mean, we haven't seen any practice of um, does it maybe it moves it, put the ball down the field. But then Starkle, um, like you said, contrast, I mean, he can, he can sling it, and he's going to. He's going to take more chances. Um, He's going to get the receivers more involved in downfield. Maybe it opens up the running game uh, that way against some of the um, SEC defenses. But I think they're too contrasting. And I'm, um, you know, you know, Moore said they didn't want Morrison Crack said they didn't want to wait. You know, all all fall camp to decide. And here we are. They're saying they're not going to wait, say anything till till next week, um, right before the game. Well, if we know uh, anything about so. Morris, it's that he doesn't always tell us. No, that's and that's fine. What's but. what's what's happening? <laughs> and that's fine. Offended. I mean, I don't know if you heard about this, but he got offended about it. You know, I was listening to him uh, the other day, and he he got offended, like, "Oh, this is my team, and I'm the head coach, and I'm gonna make that decision." And, like nobody asked him, like, if he was gonna make that decision, if it was his team or whatever. It was it was kind of weird that. Uh, that he was acting like, you know, that he was being, you know, his toes are being stepped on or something as a, as a head coach. So you got to wonder if there's something going on in the background there that we don't know about, you know? Yeah. And it seemed like as a, as a pressure already getting to him, does he think, wow, this is, is going to be another, you know, I don't, I don't have a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That I, that I trust to go out there and uh, win us more than a couple games. And it was uh, the media guy that was kind of trying to ask some questions, you know. Um, Bob Holt with the Democrat Gazette. He's been covering Arkansas for years and years, well-known within kind of the SEC media and things and at every press conference, you know. He, he's, um, I mean, it wasn't anything, you know, kind of rude that he was asking Morris. He just, but Morris did get out of defense there and before offended, you know. So, um, I don't know, that kind of worries me too. Yeah, it was just a really strange development. Just um, either either give us a little bit about the quarterbacks, or just say you know. Or, I mean, I'm just give us some coach speak. Don't you know? Don't kind of turn it on, Bob. There, at least give us. Oh, there, you know, they're both competing. We're going to find out soon. You know, wonder. Just push it to the next. Whatever. Push it to the next time we talk to the media. 
You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they're competing. We'll know soon. We'll know soon, Bob, you know? So uh-huh. like that, instead of getting just like a job, I mean, you're getting paid something million. You're leader of an SEC program. and You didn't do too hot tell, the year before. Didn't do too hot the year before. The quarterbacks didn't know who it was all season. It, was, it's, it's it not, didn't it's help not anything. It's a question. It's the question everybody's wondering about. He's a mouthpiece to the fans because the fans have no, absolutely no way of knowing. The media gets 20 minutes of practice. We get none mm-hmm. as fans. So it's like he's trying to be a mouthpiece. It's the biggest kind of red. You know, you know people are excited for Razorback football. Are, you know those 20 minutes are totally scripted. They're not oh, yeah. showing anything <laughs> that the media really needs or wants to see to give you an informed right. decision. Of course, Trey's going to come on and tell you all about that 20 minutes and give you his opinion that's his job but what we really need is you know an open practice here and there where we can just kind of see what's going on you know just frisk everybody down make sure nobody brings any cameras in just let the fans take a peek you know oh yeah hopefully we maybe maybe they will uh this saturday um and we all know the the fourth quarterback's KJ Jefferson, who looks looks the best just naturally. And he's a freshman, but he won't be playing. You know, maybe he'll get maybe maybe we'll get a couple games since you can play four games with that, with and still redshirt. But uh, I'm excited about him. I think he's quarterback of the future. But you know, he's not. It's coming down to Starkle and Hicks for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, a lot of the media has said it's definitely going to be Hicks. He's the guy. He's the starter. That's kind of the consensus that I've yeah. heard. Sure. I, yeah, I'm, I'm just not so sure. I mean, I, I thought, honestly, when Hicks about I was like, I just kind of my thought, my first thoughts were, okay, Hicks, he knows offense. Is, yeah, you know, he broke these SME records at uh, with Morrison and was terrible the next last year. You know, SME yeah. fans call him pick six Hicks. So he knows offense. So he's gonna, you know, he's gonna start the his the senior year. Uh, Starkle's gonna continue to improve his junior year, be the backup, and then next year Starkle, you know, be the senior quarterback. You know, two years in a row of a senior starter, then kind of go from there. But I'm just not so sure anymore. I don't know. I think it's it's gonna depend on coach, and he's gonna have to make a a good decision that's gonna put us in the best the best opportunity. I understand not naming somebody. I, I would probably not do that. I probably wouldn't have told people that I wasn't going to go all practice or all, all you know, before naming somebody. I think I would have probably came out and said, I'm going to name somebody right at the last, you know, <laughs> right at the last week. And you guys are going right. to have to wait till then. This is going to be a battle the entire time. And I expect them to duke it out for the position. But maybe I have a little bit more of a, Aggressive coaching style, the Morris, but that's what I'd have told the dang media. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I mean, that's what he is doing, but he never said, you know, he didn't say just that to say get it, you. Though. So just if he would have just said it, because, hey, we're going to wait till the. Yeah. Yeah, man. Don't be weird about it. Just say it, you know? And I think that was one of our gripes last year was like, I don't know, man. I feel like he. I don't know. if it, You think it's a confidence thing? As far as him or his his confidence in himself, like, or confidence you know, the confidence in the players. How, well, you know, I mean, we know there's a confidence issue with with him and the players, or there was right. last year. Like we knew that that was blazingly obvious. Um, sure. 
you know, when there's most of the time when there's situations where we could just went for a, a yard, we didn't do it and stuff like that. So, I mean, it was just, you know, you knew it was there. But hopefully this year that's all gone. It kind of has to be because that's what, you know, that's what he kept saying last year. He was running them all off. So mm-hmm. this year could be the year. So I'm expecting him to have all this stuff in there and, you know, this to be his year and things to be rolling his way, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe the environment just was that bad, you know, when Bellman left and he had to really clean house and, and get things back to a positive, positive environment, you know. Um, goodness, it's just hard for me to imagine it because it was such a different environment when I was there, you know. Right. Um yeah, I mean, it, I mean, I guess it had to be that bad, or there's just a whole different. But just to be, I mean, I would have got more four win, five win season last year, but just to go down to two, and I know I harp on this and that number, and I hate saying it over and over, it's like reminding, but it's just like, well, it's just that's different, you know. Um, it was the worst year in Razorback history. I mean, I think it's important we remember that, and that we hold this coach's feet to the fire this year. We expect some wins. Look, I mean, I don't think um, I don't think it should be a promise that he's going to be the coach for, you know, give him five years of you know uh, mediocre ball. I think it should be, you know, it's time to we've we've done this enough. It's time to um, and put your your checks, you know, heavy uh, to the fire as well. It's this hire it lives and dies of the sports, yeah, and we love all these Red Zack sports, but all, everything comes down to raising back football. Oh um, yeah, no, it all from, comes from anything. Football right? pays the bills. <laughs> It's what runs a school. Like football is important at the University of Arkansas. The University of Arkansas is twelfth in the nation as far as like how much money their football program brings in. Right. So we're one of the big dogs. Uh, one of the one of the lower ones in the SEC, but one of the bigger ones in the nation. And but that I think, shows. I think we were tenth and went down to twelfth. In the last couple of years, and we got to stop that plummet quickly. Yeah, and it shows where we can be though if we just win some dang games. You know, just be competitive, and the, the you know the, the crowds will be bigger, merchandise will be sold, everything will just just grow. But you gotta you got all these guys accountable and expected, and we picked eight wins, and that'll do the trick. Oh you know, yeah, that'll, that'll oh, so, yeah. so so it's not like we're you not, take me you know, to a bowl game this year and win it. I'm feeling okay about the year, you know. But uh, I think realistically, if you're a great coach, yeah. I think if Saban was coaching our team, he'd get eight wins this year. Don't you? Oh, for sure. <laughs> With our players, sure. you know. Yeah, sure. So, um, Or Urban yeah, Meyer. So. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just one of those really good coaches. So. Sure. And I think this coach might be that. I think this is, I think this is here to show us. You know, he's got opportunity. I mean, there's nothing. But I hope, like, kind of going back to what, and start this little, you know, it's to see. Hopefully, has the confidence. Um, kind of snapped a little bit at Bob Holt. I mean, things. I mean, is he? Just, I hope it had just had not over his head. I mean, the SEC coaching SEC is a lot different story than being oh, yeah. coach of conference USA team or high school. Yeah. Even, you know, in Texas or being an assistant coach to, yeah. uh, you know, Dabo. Or, Even over you know. in Clemson, it wasn't. I mean, it's Clemson, you know. 
So. Yeah, for sure. But we'll find out this year. Arkansas football. But we'll see, man. Um, here's my thing. I think he can do it. And I'm rooting for him 100%. And I hope we win every single game this year. But if we don't, I really would say a good coach would win eight games. If we don't win eight, if we win, you know, six games, I say, you know, all right, well, we made a bowl game, so let's give him another year, see what he can do. You know, can he get to a better bowl, you know? Right. <laughs> I think anything kind of expectation, you know. Um, so I, sure, that's why he took the job, too. I mean, that's... Oh, uh, yeah. To build his program, Um He's a really positive guy. He believes it. I mean, he he talks, so he's putting pressure on himself. Um, and we got from the all Chiefs, kind of man. From some, yeah, and yeah. Chiefs ready to you we know finish Chiefs, out. <laughs> I mean, he's ready. I mean, he's in the the you know. I'm not saying he's in the twilight. I mean, he's got plenty of years to coach, but he's got you know he's he's been already at a couple of SEC schools. You know. Um, oh yeah, at three of them. So it's, it's you know he's had another one. It's time. It's he wants to stay here and help build this and be. I mean, yeah, I think I think he wants Morris to be successful. I think they're probably friendly on some level. You know what I mean? And I feel, and I feel Morris. You know, as a more of an offensive guy, I bet he gives a lot of independence to uh, Chavis to. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why Chavis likes being here because like it's his, it's his defense. You know what I mean? There's nobody mm-hmm. messing with him or telling him what to do. Probably, probably just like you run the defense, I'll run the offense. You know? Exactly. Oh, that's a pretty good. Uh, I think we kind of stumbled into previewing the defense, <laughs> talking about Chavis. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think we did. Well, I think that uh, we'll take a second for our... Uh... So, uh, what do you think about the defense? We got uh, our defensive end, Gerald Dorian. He's a senior. Uh, we got uh, Jerome Bell backing him up. And then we got uh, Nick Fullwetter backing him up. So, that's our defensive ends. Then we got our defensive tackle, uh, Game Tevin, it's a senior. Uh, we got uh, Nicholas Isaiah, as <laughs> a redshirt freshman. And then we got uh, defensive tackle J.T. Smith, who's a uh, senior. Jonathan Marshall, who's a junior. So, you know, we got we got a good looking D line. We got. Uh, Richardson, Gabe Richardson on the other defensive end. Um, then we got uh, Marto Solio backing him up, a freshman, and and then uh, Zyke Williams, a freshman. So the first thing I see when I look at our defensive line is as long as we don't have an injury, we're okay, but we don't have much depth. Yeah, again, like any kind of other positions, like, well, the depth is freshman. But mm-hmm. the four starters, if they could stay healthy, and I know big guys, you know, they can't play full, you know, full pace, you know, when you get three and outs to get them fresh. But, you know, you look at the four defensive line starters, uh, Sosa, Game, Gerald, Richardson, and T.J. Smith, all four seniors. So they're expecting oh, yeah. a big year. I mean, 
you know they're going to have to carry this. They're going to have to carry the defense. I mean, it's going to start with them, put pressure. Um, we'll get to the defensive backs later, how young they are. But, I mean, and linebackers are solid. But the defensive line is going to start it. I mean, the defensive end's come. got a chance mm-hmm. to make a name for themselves. The tackles will be seniors and they'll be, you know, they'll be tearing it up on the inside. And those ends can, can get some sacks. That'd be real nice, man. I can see that happening. Um, I could also see somebody getting turf toe, having to throw in some freshmen, and having a bad game, you know. So that's the thing. It's just the there's not a lot of rotation there, just not a lot of depth at that defensive line. So they, if they can lock arms and like be the steel curtain, you know, and just go out there and manhandle the SEC, that would be cool to see. You know what? Oh yeah. I mean you got I mean you got and you got some talented young but I mean like Soli, um his dad played for the Razorbacks, but he's a freshman. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's gonna play, but you can't expect I mean Colin Clay, um full wider's red shirt freshman, so he's at least had some time and you know, but um uh but you're throwing these. I mean, you're, if you're throwing these guys, um, you know, a lot of freshmen. Golly, there's about six just freshmen, mm-hmm. <laughs> true freshmen. Mm-hmm. Like Enoch Jackson, um, Isaiah Nichols, redshirt freshman. I mean, those are some of the behind those seniors are some of the upperclassmen. You know, yeah. expect a redshirt freshman to play. But they are talented and they look good for next year. But um, that's why it's like it comes down to that. Like, hey, we make a bowl game and we get a lot of these young guys um, experience. Then it's all. You know, it's all good because a lot of experience coming back next year. But it's got to be a focus on this year getting the bowl game. And, well, it's going to come down to. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then you 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 move back to linebacker position, and you got uh, Hayden Henry as a junior. You got your Mike back, Dejon Harris, senior. Uh, you got your week back, Bumper Pool, which I'm so excited. Bumper Pools starting and, and getting a chance to get out there and, and show us what he's got. He was an exciting player last year, and I'm really excited to see him back out there again. Uh, and then backing him up, you got actually a little depth with uh, Deion Edwards uh, and uh, uh, Grant Morgan as a junior will be. Oh, yeah, Grant Morgan. That's it. And you got, you know, then you got freshmen. So, but you got a little depth. You got enough. You can rotate some guys in and out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And get them some breaks during the game. So, I know, and I know they've said um, Chavis has said they want to limit Harris, um, so he can go full speed, limit his snaps. Um, you know, he was mm-hmm. the leading tackler um, all SEC last year. He had 118 tackles. You know, you want him to be fresh by the fourth quarter. So, um, mm-hmm. like you said, we you know we were kind of really impressed with Bumper Pool last year. He's coming back second year, had a college of, uh, off season in college. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden Henry's had a lot of experience. Grant Morgan, that's what I was going to really, say. Grant Morgan really impressed me. So, I mean, he's worked his kind of got his his uh, brother, uh, older brother Drew Morgan, his mm-hmm. mentality, and has worked his way up. Exactly. Um, you know, you got McClure too, and um, like you mentioned. And then you got uh, Deion and Deion Edwards, and then uh, mm-hmm. Zach Zemos. Uh, kind of reminds me a lot his build um, um, from Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of reminds me of Bumper Pool. That's a true freshman, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to put those expectations. But it is nice to kind of throw nice those to have guys. A second but, one. Yeah, it yeah. does not hurt getting him um, having having plenty of 
plenty of linebacker depth. So, so we're I, th- not, I think that's yeah. we're not as young as we were last year. We're we're no. looking better this year than we did last year for sure on the defense. And I'm really excited to see some guys that have had time to be in the weight room for the full, you know, four years to get out there on the field together and wreak mm-hmm. some havoc. Um, then you got uh, let's see. Our cornerback, uh, Montrick Brown, Ladarius Bishop, Devin Bush, um, strong safety is uh, Carmen Curl, Miles Mason, and uh, Jalen Caitlin. And then uh, you got your uh, free safety as uh, Joshua Fosha, Makai Smith. And Malik Chavis. So, and then on the other side, cornerback is uh, Jarius McCleon and then uh, Berto Trout. So, you know, we're looking at sophomore, sophomore, junior, uh, sophomore. So, we got, we got young guys there, but they got a little bit of experience, you know. Yeah, at the at the safety position, um, not a lot of depth. We got Cameron Curl, who's uh, who started. Um, he started 11, 11 games last mm-hmm. year. Um, uh, you know, you lost Santos Ramirez. God bless him, but he wasn't just a huge. You know, you're not missing all American safety. And um, we, we had kinda, uh, Miles Mason make some plays last year yeah. too. And Joe Fouché and uh, mm-hmm. Jalen Catalan looks really. I mean, he's a true freshman, but he looks really good to contribute. Um, uh, then line and. Uh, Cornerback, she had Jar- Jarquez McClellan, who started nine games last year at cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Monteric Brown, Tut, um, and then some talented freshmen in Bush, Bishop, and uh, Chavis, and mm-hmm. Greg Brooks, too. You know, it might be. And this what is do you not think really... about Greg Brooks? I mean, he's a, he's a freshman. You think he's going to come in on defense and make a big splash? I'm not sure all of them, you know, all of them can. I mean, some of these guys got a red shirt. I, you know, David Bush was the most highly talented, but mm-hmm. just kind of mentioned them. I, I, I mean, um, um, I'm not sure how they're looking, but you know, he was, you know, pretty, pretty talented guy. But, um, uh, but I'm not sure. Not every one of those guys is probably going to play as true freshman. Um, okay. But, uh, but I think I mean, you know, it's not saying that they're it's a bad position group. Mm-hmm. But it's probably the weak spot of the weakest the, of the three units on defense. But that's not really saying they're going to be bad just compared to D line and um, mm-hmm. linebackers. I think you know, kind of a little drop. Well, just because they're in a, a little bit more inexperienced and young, but half you know got one of the. I think if our defensive line is disruptive enough, and our linebackers are are disruptive enough that. We could put enough pressure on the quarterbacks that, you know, our uh, our backfield won't have to have as much pressure on them being young, you know, and help them out a little bit. And I'm sure Chavis is going to go into it with that, you know, with that type of game plan. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you're right. Um, and I do think Devin Bush, a true freshman, I know he had a pick six in the um, – he played in the spring, had a pick six in the spring game mm-hmm. on the – uh, you know, not a whole lot of touchdowns in that one. So uh, scoring in that one, so that was kind of nice to see. So we know that they've got some talent, but I'd yeah, be looking we'd... for a lot of stunts and blitzes. 
this year. I like that, and I think Chavis wants to do that more so than um, you know he was even capable of last year. So mm-hmm. I think the defense is going to be pretty solid this year. And talking about that, it's like I think we can. I think if we got it. We should have enough talent. I think or um, positions kind of go over these to be a be a bowl team. So that defense hopefully is- our defense will be good enough that we can take the pressure off the offense and the offense can just go out there and get in a rhythm and, and score some points and the defense can just, you know, hold whoever we're playing. That would be perfect. Yeah, and they had some, um, you know, some games last year where um, really settled we in. We did have some defensive games where we didn't get the offense together and we had some offensive games where we couldn't get the defense together. So there's some games that there were some flashes last year, man. Some major flashes. And there were some times that the special teams or offense just did not help them at all. Um, you know, like that Auburn game. You know, Auburn we lost thirty four to three, but the defense only didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the field position was so bad that the deep offense put them in or three and outs. Um, but you know, you look at A and M. You know, we give up twenty four points. That's 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 enough where we got a chance to win. You know, LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, four points. Uh, shut out, you know, Tulsa, but still. Um, some of those games, I mean, we had a chance. Offense did not help them one bit. Um, well, they've been really talking up our kickers. Um, we got this Reed Buer and this uh, Connor Lampert, and they've been really talking those two up on special teams. Yeah, I mean, um, definitely I feel pretty good with uh, Connor Lampert. Um Mm-hmm. He was 19 out of 24 last year. Same. Perfect on PATs. Um, he had, you know, he was two out of three from 50 or longer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he had a 55 yarder. Um, he was nine at tw- five out of five from 20 to 29. Nine out of 10 from 30 yards to 30, 39. So saw, I mean, only missed one inside of 40 yards. Mm-hmm. And he's got a leg to hit a 55 yarder. So I think the kicker um, really saw. Um, Bauer, you know, he was a starter last year. Um, we, I think we were la- or one of the last teams in, um, in punting, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But he had some flashes. So we brought in, so it's going to be between him and Sam Loy, who um, transferred from Vanderbilt and Colorado. Uh, he didn't play at Colorado, but um, he was a um, second team all freshman all punter at Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Um, had some solid years, so there's competition at punter. So I think I think we should see an improvement there. So we'll see how that goes. They've been the the, the media has really been talking it up and saying we're going to have good you know kickers this year, and you know we got some steals and stuff transferred in. I'll tell you what, I think that uh, you know if we can have a decent kicking game, that's going to help us a lot of tight situations this year, and. Uh, you know, could put us over top for several games. Yeah, and we didn't, you know, get to see anything like that last year where it came down to um, a big kick or anything, mm-hmm. you know, because often we just never, some of those games, especially we started getting uh, blown out and never saw a solid chance. So there's going to be some big, big Which, moments. And it's not just that. It's keeping field position flipped, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was part of, I mean, not, not on the offense, but, mm-hmm. you know, our punt, punting only averaged 30-something yards of punt. My God. Um, we need to at least get 40-something better hang time. Um, 
No, we got to so see it a, improve, man. I hope yeah. I hope we see it, and everybody's saying that it is. So I'm just excited to see it. You know, I think that's just nothing but a positive for us. I don't know if I'm just a ridiculous super fan or what, man, but I get fired up whenever I talk about these guys and, and think about how good they are. Well, there are guys, Chad, and this isn't this why this podcast was created. You know, this isn't we're not we're not getting rich from this thing. Uh, we love to do it. I mean, that's what came back up here. I mean, heck yeah. And then when we get to talking about it, we we're like, oh, we're going to, you know, quick, quick 15, 30 minute podcast, kind of go over some things. And every time they end up being over an hour and go fast, too, you know, so it's fun to talk about it. Um, we're going to talk about it anyways, and when you go break it down, I mean, I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, that's exactly why Big Day wins. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's exactly why going over these things and thinking about it. So we're definitely going to be improved. So, I mean, who are you going to pick for your, like, standout, you know, guy that you think is going to, you know, pop up and, and uh, do something special this year? for the hogs that uh you know nobody else has really been talking about who's your what do you think okay now that's a difficult one kind of one that just kind of we don't expect um yeah somebody we hadn't really heard of who's our sleeper hmm. because you know there's one or two out there i'm gonna go you know uh, i'm gonna go um, I'm going to go Jordan Jones, wide receiver. I think he, he needs to have a um, um, kind of a big year. Um, you know, I'm a fellow, you know, I grew up in Smackover, only about 20 minutes from uh, Camden where I grew up. So I got to go with him. You know, I remember when he was being recruited, you know, Nick Saban down there visiting his father, dad's uh, workplace and stuff. So he's got the potential and he gets back healthy. I think, um, we need a big wide receiver to step it up in this offense. I'm going to go with Jordan Jones. It's kind of a sleeper pick. All right, man. Well, I think that's a, I think that's an excellent sleeper pick. Um, yeah, man, I think the obvious is probably, you know, Hudson Henry. I think, uh, Oh, I like it. I think he's going to sneak out there this year and, and have a great year, but it's hard to say it's somebody we haven't, heard of because you know what I mean but yeah I think it's that's who you're going to hear a lot of this year I think he's going to have a really really good year yeah if, if he has a really good year alongside can't help but that move down the field um, mm-hmm. you know take away some of those double teams off of Grady and really you know the situation is more than some of those three and out so we just alluded to um, mm-hmm. Everything just kind of just kind of in this football game. This football game so beautiful, man. You just kind of think about, you know, you get you know just another a couple, you know, move the ball down the field a little bit. Obviously, you know, obviously including scoring, but you know, move the ball out, lessen those three and outs. Um, you know, get closer. Get we got a good field goal kicker. Get some points if not a touchdown. Score. Get better in the red zone, and also let the defense rest. Have a better defense. Everything comes down to. It's like a cycle of just being a better football team. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think uh, Jalen Catlin, somebody to look at, too, on the defensive side. I think he might be somebody that's going to 
you know, really come out and surprise everybody. Okay. Um, let me get a defense. I'm going to go with um, um, kind of stay on this defensive side. I'm going to go uh, Mateo Soli um, mm-hmm. kind of as a backup uh, backup uh, defensive lineman, defensive end, uh, contribute kind of in that second line. Um, I think he's going to have a solid campaign and um, kind of be really looked at in the future years. So, I think I think we're going to see some some sick sick, uh, sick football, man. I'm excited. I really am. Me too. Um, who do you got for maybe offensive MVP? Maybe someone that's not a sleeper. Um, oh, our MVP. Yeah, just on offense. Man, on offense. I mean, it can be, you know, it can be well, you know, we kind of went over some sleeper guys, but. No, I got you. I got you. I'm just, I I got, you know, I'm going to say, man, it's really hard because I want to say Rakeem Boyd if we have kicks at quarterback. Yeah. And I think he's going to be, you know, a breakout. But then you put Starkle in at quarterback and you're like, you know, he's going to hit Michael Woods a lot. Yeah. So That's, it's like my pick was going to be Boyd, so I'll take Boyd. Yeah, so I'll, I'll say Boyd, but only when Hicks is in and Starkle, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Woods. So I think right. it's going to be quarterback dependent on that one. All right, well I'll go Boyd slash O'Grady on that one. Then, of course, <laughs> I mean with Hicks, I mean <laughs> Hicks is going to rely on O'Grady too, but. So you, that's fair, you know. That's uh, Woods is going to get a lot of targets this year. Exactly. What about you, defense? What do you think on defense? Who you think is going to be defense? The... I got to go. I, I mean, this you know these are seniors, but these are got to expect these guys to be leaders. I got to go to uh, Harris, John Harris at linebacker, and I got to go. Um, well, I don't know why I'm giving two, but <laughs> I got to go. So the game, man. He, a lot of you know he was. He was a five-star guy coming out of Hope. You know, he's he's been solid, we improved last year. But it's supposed to be everything's like, hey man, this is this your you got to show up for the NFL this year. You got to be a leader, senior leader. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to have a better team. Like you know, he hadn't been a part. He's been part of Morris' first year, Beelan's uh, last year, and you know, the second to last Beelan when we blew those two in game. So he has not been part. He deserves that as an Arkansas kid. So I think again, has a big year, shows out, gets drafted, gets. Is a solid draft pick next next spring. All right, man. I think that's a, I think that's fair. I think, uh, I think Harris is gonna do good, but I think Bumper is gonna do just as good. I'd put right. money on Bumper Pool. I'd say, you know, I bet Bumper Pool and Harris are are neck and neck all year because that's a competitive dude. So yeah. And then, yeah, he's got a lot of fire, man. I know when he made plays last year, just as you know, just his excitement for yeah, excitement <laughs> to hit somebody was there. And then I think Gabe Richardson's just going to have a breakout year this year. I think we saw some flashes last year, and and I think this year you're going to see a lot of sacks. But, you know, and we and we saw we saw some guys that or we saw last year Armand Watts who did nothing under the Bielema era. And then last year, first year under Morris, mm-hmm. you know, um, he comes out and has a big, a big year on the defensive line. Uh-huh. Um, you know, uh, well, they had 50 tackles and 
maybe eight or you know something or a pretty good amount of sacks. So he's a guy that came out of nowhere. So it's not you know it's definitely expect somebody like Gabe Richardson to kind of just you know been there and been solid, but to just have a breakout mm-hmm. kind of one of those years and get into. I don't know. I just I just feel like it's going to be his year. He was a he had some really good speed off the edge last year, and I can just see that improving. And I'm, I'm just excited to see what he can do. Yeah, another guy. Well, if I can, I mean, I kind of already had a sleeper, but Soli was kind of fresh. But I was kind of on a uh, Dorian Gerald. He's a uh, you know came last year. He's mm-hmm. one of the top uh, junior college guys. Um, some really good offers came here. Uh, he admitted to himself, you know, didn't have the best, not as good of a year as he um, wanted to last yeah. year. But played and, you know, um, you know, had twenty something tackles and things, and had four games that he's kind of battling injury midway through the season. Mm-hmm. But his best game was second to last against Mississippi State, where he had, um, you know, uh, nine or seven, nine. Well, looks like two, two hundred. So about nine tackles combined. Um, so had one of his business game at the end of the year. So he's looking for a huge year and kind of live up to those expectations. All because his defensive line is just loaded with some breakout. You know, you got a game oh, yeah. expected, but he, he can even be. I mean, he he needs to even step it up. So Yeah, man. I mean, it's we got an opportunity to have a really good year this year. I think we've done an excellent job today going over all the players, teams, and and you know our expectations, hopes, and and dreams. Um, so I don't know. Do you got anything else you want to add about the team? Or I mean, I think that covers it. I know we're um, going to have another episode next week, kind of previews previewing the Portland State mm-hmm. Portland State game. Um, but I think that was a. Um, I think we went over it really well. I'm, I'm even more fired up than I was, you know you know, an hour and a half ago or whatever. After going over <laughs> the players, it really excites me. I get really fired up about that. I really feel like, man, we could have such a great year, you know, when you start you start looking at our players and how good they are. You just start thinking, man, if things click, you know, mm-hmm. have a really good year. So, Yeah, you look at that schedule and, you know, we talked about Chavis kind of having, I think he's, He's got some really fired, and we saw some flashes. I think if he has just some help to, you know, I don't expect the offense to be top five offense this year um, until we really have a really great quarterback mm-hmm. and better depth at receivers, you know, and a better offense line. But I, I expect a lot, you know, a lot more improvement. Um, Morris' offensive guy, that's what he came to do. Um, and with these players, he's got enough talent to uh, at the skill positions and uh, to to really t- to be a lot better this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know it's just wins, and we can't we can't just double up the wins to four and say, hey, we, you know, twice mm-hmm. as many games. I know that's what he did at SMU from his first year to second year, but we can't can't be just that improvement. It's got to be a got to at least triple or you know exactly. Well, you know, usually we would come in right now with a, a my bookie segment, and we would. Uh, we would look at a game and see where my bookie was was putting us, and well, we just don't have a game to do that with this year, so or this week. So I guess uh, 
what I'm trying to say is, if you're going to be betting on anything at all, just go on over to my bookie, use promo code HOGCALL. They're going to match whatever you put in on your deposit up to a thousand dollars. I mean, it's a good deal. What do you think, Tim? Oh, I'll tell you what's a good deal, Chad. Um, we don't have Arkansas kind of talk about what we can. Let me just mention real quick, um, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I know if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're big college football fans just in general. Um, uh, this Saturday night, Florida-Miami opening up in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami's a – or Florida's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh. Um, um, and then the night game at um, – 10.30 Eastern, 9.30, uh, or, you know, kind of later. And now maybe it is 10.30 Central. But uh, anyways, later, late after that game, after the Florida-Miami game, Arizona and Hawaii play down in Hawaii. That'd be a better way Arizona's, to bet on because Arizona's, Arizona's going to beat Hawaii. Arizona's Herm Edwards' favorite. Fixing to tear him up, man. Well, no, this is a Arizona, Arizona State's one. Arizona's Kevin Sumlin. Oh, um, well, so, well, yeah, so, he'll win too. He's a good coach. Yeah, so they're eleven point. You know, my bookie has Arizona. Yeah, uh, Arizona's uh, favored by eleven according to my bookie. Um, you got some a big over. I always over-under. hate those Arizona teams because they'll call them the U of A and stuff like that. Oh yeah, they're of course. Yeah, Arizona's not the U of A. Alabama's not the U. Of a. No, University no. of Alaska's not. The, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Alaska's not the U of A. Yeah. <laughs> We're the U so, of A. Yeah, man. So there's some games to bet on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it myself. I'm using promo code Hall Call. Heck uh, yeah! Start it off right. Yeah, and then also don't forget we have the uh, Hall Call 1909 National Championship T-shirts. I think I'm gonna go ahead and give one to whoever wins the uh, fantasy competition so i know we oh, wow. haven't said we're gonna do anything on that so i think we'll go ahead and That's... whoever wins it will buy you guys a uh a shirt so that'll be fun for you and i'm uh, glad you i'm glad you brought that up because i was actually thinking about doing something like that it's like we gotta have the winner you know something like that you know it's just free mm-hmm. kind of concept league just a fun league kind of interact with our fans but i think given the winner, um, hey, if you want a coffee mug instead of a shirt, that's fine too. But you know, give I'll them out what, of their choice. We designed it. It's a it's a pretty cool design, honestly. I think, um, and uh, you know, we did the whole layout, everything, and we bought one. I bought one. Tim bought one. And golly, man, great quality. I just couldn't believe how good the quality of these things were. I mean, really, really professional done i really thought it was good yeah and to celebrate i mean and not everybody has the um i mean this is a, this is a clothing as a razorback fan you can't get just everywhere and it celebrate a hundred year anniversary exactly um, you know, we started talking about this uh, last year and uh and it's got their schedule it's got the mm-hmm. razorback schedule on the back of it so you get every game and and what we want it by and we played some pretty good teams that year yeah, some of those games, I mean, like LSU and I think Oklahoma with some big-name teams, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Wichita so State. But the the really good, yeah, Wichita State, I mean, that's a regional team. It was big it? back then. like Yeah, shoot, yeah. Um, it's not like, you know, in 1909, it was 
couldn't really not taking plane trips down to play, you mm-hmm. know, Florida or you know <laughs> up to Michigan or wherever. Definitely not the West Coast. So, um, and the prices are really good on everything. Check them out, guys. Um, we'll have the link to that in the description of the podcast, so you can use uh, my bookie or you can get the hog call uh, t-shirt. Of course, there's also a support link now uh, that uh, that we do through Anchor. Uh, we did Wave of Patreon, and so you can click that. It'll be in the uh, comments section too, or you can go to hogcallpodcast.com. We have a uh, website now, and you can go there and get your T-shirt. Uh, you can go and click the My Bookie thing. You don't have to enter any promo code or anything. I don't think in once you do that, and you can go in uh, right through there. You can click the support link at the bottom so anyway uh hogcallpodcast.com if anybody's interested uh that's yeah i'm really excited about that um self-made um kind of like this pot of winner <laughs> that's i mean that's gotta fire fire him up i mean i want to win so i don't know i guess i'll i guess we'll buy my, me a shirt uh, but i already got one i'll get a different color maybe a long sleeve and well, I think I if we it. win, we should do a raffle and get somebody a shirt or something. You know? Okay, I mean, we'll figure out something. <laughs> but it'd be kind of cool. I mean, if I if I if I make well, shoot, that'd be heartbreak to make it to the championship game and lose. But if I do and somebody else beats me, well, you're getting a shirt. So double congratulations. But I'm excited to another uh, you know another segment on the, the podcast each week uh, to talk about this fantasy league. I mean, it's going to be competitive. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm excited. We're um, this is you know college fantasy is a real new concept. Um, I played in some, uh, I think, just to test it out late last year, and I was like, yeah, it was cool, but I didn't get to play with um, friends and um, co-hosts and now listeners. So it's gonna be it was just random people from who knows where, you know, that had names like Boomer Sooner and stuff. So <laughs> it's gonna be a lot better. Oh, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to play with the fans, man, and just interact with everybody. (laughs) It's going to be cool, man. I mean, and knowing there's something on it, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I think that's exciting. We'll have to have a whole segment just for that. Yeah, update. I mean, I'd love to update the standings, see if it'd be kind of big games, kind of maybe, you know, award every week to the highest, you know, highest Mm -hmm. score or big, you know, biggest games or maybe have a. Uh, you know, shout out the uh, low scoring team. Somebody scores forty points with a terrible week. It's gonna, we're gonna throw you out there, man. You got people on the, you know, unless you're playing me and I can get an easy win. Yeah. If you we're don't update your team that. and just leave everybody on the bench and stuff, and they're not on a bye week, you're gonna get shouted out, man, and made fun of. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. Unless you're playing me, I'll take an easy win. You but. joined up with the wrong crew. If you didn't think that was gonna happen to you. <laughs> And then, oh, man. you know, so, I mean, I guess that's all the, that's all the advertisement stuff I got right now. I guess, you know, what we should talk about is uh, something that's not football related, and I got the perfect thing, man. Okay. Weirdos. Weirdos, okay. Weirdos, man. This guy down here in Florida, man, took another guy over to his house. I sent you the newspaper article. Mm-hmm. Set his room up like a like a medical facility and stuff. Oh, Had painkillers in there and 
like a little table and you know operating stuff on it the whole thing set up like a kind of like a hospital or something like that in a bedroom and uh he invited the guy over to castrate him to cut his ball out and uh yeah man just that's just weird and apparently it's a fetish it's like a thing like these these dudes do man they enjoy it what's up yeah weird i mean they've got i mean mean, i'm not if you're if you're somebody out there and you're listening right now and you're thinking man i'm offended i really do enjoy that i'm sorry man but yeah, you, you might not be wanting to listen help, to this. Man. You go talk to a <laughs> psychiatrist or something, man. That's not normal. That's a weird. And this is weird, man. They got, I mean, he had cameras to record it. And like you were saying, operating room, his own house. Yeah, um, man. Uh, and the dude had done it on himself a few years earlier. Like had somebody castrate one of his testicles. Well, I said, you know, he had similar procedure on a man in a local motel. So this turned out, <laughs> so he liked it so much that and he set it up in his house. that's not a hospital setting. That's a hotel, man. Can you imagine yeah. seeing that while you're grabbing ice? <laughs> <laughs> Someone walking out, out of there. Like, what are you getting? Just like, no balls, just like bleeding everywhere. And you're just coming back from the damn. I'm just trying ice. to get some ice for my crown roll, man. Just like came back from the motel hotel pool and just just like what in the hell? And that's what sheriff's department says. This one is a little let's just say sensitive. You could even call you could even say it's kind of nuts. Oh what? The <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's a fetish. I mean, it's a fetish, man. It seems like it seems like something you'd read on them. And I'm sorry, Tim, if you you know if you've always had that fetish, and I'm making fun of you, but. <laughs> That's weird. No, I think that. Oh man, no, that that's, does not make me feel <laughs> feel that kind of. Um, oh like god, they want to run the other way. And that happened ninety miles southeast of Tampa. I mean, I you, know you it. Just that's watch, around me, man. Just uh, don't be joining any clubs that you don't know what it's all about. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joining any clubs. <laughs> I did join a group called the C Group. But they seem like cool guys. Oh man! Oh yeah, that's great better. singers. Really high notes. They can hit them. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean that takes. I mean, there's always, always something. You know, you just Google Florida man and all something happens. But that just takes to a whole new level, man. I mean, that's just not. I don't know. That doesn't seem like things that used to happen. I guess this stuff has always happened, and the internet getting it out there or I'm paying more attention or, or something. I don't know, man, but I just doesn't feel like. Well, there's one thing when I wish it was like the fifties kind of where people didn't say the things that were into like that. But I did, it was kind of backwards back then too. So I don't want <laughs> all that part of it. So, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I guess it's I better. Agree. We know man than to yeah, just... sleep it under the rug. Get him out there. I mean, I guess if the guy was part of that group, he knew what he's getting into. It's not like this guy kidnapped somebody and did it, you know. So there's that. <laughs> Golly, that's probably another 
offshoot of it, though. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's even worse. <laughs> There's one thing you read about people from Florida, you know, maybe throwing alligators in fast food or getting pulled over and all kinds of <laughs> weird stuff. This is a whole new level. This is, this is a... This is strange. It's weird. It's weird stuff, man. Weirdos out there these days. Uh, I'm. I, that's all I got on that, man. You got anything? No, I will say um, on my bookie last one, I was kind of still on the side looking right. down at national championship odds. If you put five dollars down on your, uh, uh, let's say you put you put a hundred dollars down for Arkansas to win the championship, you're going to win seventy five thousand. Our odds are plus, uh, plus seventy five thousand. Um, we're tied with Hawaii. Daniel with seventy five thousand dollars. We've got just as good of odds, according to my bookie, as Hawaii, Rice, Tulane. Uh, that's ridiculous. But you could put down. Let's say you put down a. You put down a dollar. We win the championship. We're winning seven. You're winning seven hundred fifty bucks, man. I mean, that's seven fifty. <laughs> that's not, not bad, bad though, man. Not for bad. a dollar. Yeah. I could throw. <laughs> I put a dollar throw down. I could throw fifty dollars down and be comfortable. How much uh, would I get back for fifty? Fifty, and we win the championship. You're getting uh, thirty-seven thousand five hundred bucks. <laughs> oh man, I'm buying a Good. new Jeep. Oh, man, that takes Jeep care of that truck gladiator. You get paid cash, man. I might oh, as well throw get fifty more. down and see what happens. Man. Do you imagine that? Just Jeep championship season. Top off. <laughs> just celebrate big old hog, just flag and championship shit all over it. Just like... Hell yeah. <laughs> oh man, it'd be so exciting every game. Even those ones where it goes right down to the edge. Oh yeah, we I mean <laughs> You don't really understand sports, Steve had some Life savings riding on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be careful. Be responsible, guys. Be responsible. Man, what, what a fun... What a great episode, man. The episode 30, man. We're making it through. Um, that was one of our best. I'm excited to, for a lot of people to listen. Hope you made it this far, guys. Me too. Me too. And we'll get closer. All I got to say at this point is, Woo Pig Suey. Go Hogs. <laughs>